the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you tuned in today. Uh, you're driving down the road or sitting in the house, maybe out in the yard. It's supposed to be a nice, warm day. <laughs> It was just nice, unseasonable weather to have. Uh, last week, we re-aired a show uh, me and our Pastor Solomon did on, on worship from the State Fair. And uh, and he's he's in studio, going to be in the studio for the next couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about this uh, the topic of worship. And uh, uh, Pastor Solomon, I'm going to uh, turn the show over to you and, and uh, allow you to lead us down this path. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Um, so, you know, welcome to the show. As Pastor Joe said, we're going to continue the, on the path of worship. And um, today I'm privileged to have in studio with me um, Pastor Emily Legat. Um, she is originally from Kenya, but um, God has been using her as a missionary both in the United States and, you know, across the continent of Africa. And um, I've been blessed by her ministry. So I... I can you just say a word of in, uh, welcome to our guests that are listening out there? Yes, thank you very much, uh, Pastor Solomon Akwaka, for having me, and Pastor Joe. I really want to thank God for this uh, privilege to be here today. Uh, as uh, you say, my name is Pastor Emily Lagat, originally from Kenya. And um, I am glad to be here today. Uh, to our listeners, I want to assure you that uh, your life is not going to be the same again today. Amen. So, Pastor Joe, I, I want to come to you. Uh, you've been in, in ministry for a long time, and when we talk about worship, you know, when you look at young ministers or in young ministries that are coming up, um, what would be your blueprint, so to speak, of what worship is and how to engage people in worship, both as, as a lifestyle and in a church setting? Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would always say that first, you have to be a a, a practitioner. I mean, we have a lot of talented people out there who, who are talented both uh, musically and, uh, and and vocally. And but if if you're not one that worships in private, you know, I mean, the the thing that made David, it wasn't the fact that David created instruments. It wasn't the fact that David wrote all those songs. It was the fact that David worshipped when nobody was around. You know, <laughs> when he yeah. was when he was tending the sheep. When it, so it, it worship was him. It wasn't just something he was talented at. It wasn't even something that he was gifted at. It, it was something that 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 consumed him. That that he always did. Even when he made a mistake, he made a song about it. You know what I mean? Even when he, he made a wow, song about that's it. Good. <laughs> that's good. And, and so when you look at that, and I, I try to tell people is that don't just say worship for that moment 
of of your service time, you know what I mean, and try to hit something. But it's you can tell when when somebody it is it, it's it's a part of them. It's their everyday. It's their everyday life. It's just what they do, and to, and to incorporate that in, and you know whether it's with prayer, praise, reading of the word, but that just has to be a natural everyday flow of who you are, and 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 not just a showpiece. Because some of us are good with the showpiece. I mean, you know, there's some people that are good with the showpiece, but we just have to make sure you make sure you do that. Wow. So great advice out there to uh, ministries that are looking uh, for the answer. Blueprint, um, you know, David will be an example. And thank you, Pastor Joe. So, Pastor Emily, let's, let, from your perspective, all right, so worship, what does that mean to you? And, um, you know, if you also want to share a little bit about your history, background, and, and, and where worship has taken you. Um, uh, I, I will start uh, by defining the word worship first of all. What is it? What is worship? Uh, as Pastor Joe say this, a lot of people do as a lifestyle. A lot of people do because maybe they are being moved by a few things. But according to a dictionary, the, uh, the word worship is uh, the feeling or the expression of reverence of who you are worshiping or who you are honoring. And, um, you know, um, I was brought up in a Catholic um uh, family my my entire family we went to catholic and uh, you know i didn't know too much about worship until one day i remember uh, there was a crusade in our in our village and um when i attended the crusade there was a different power there was a different thing that was there that i had never encountered before and uh, the difference was the worship you know when the worship People or the uh, team were, were, were singing about the, uh, in, uh, in the worship song. I was so touched. And that's when I gave up my life to Jesus. Wow. So I want to say it is at that expression that is from inside. It is not about your lifestyle. It's not about what, you know, a lot of people, I say this, a lot of people just worship or put music, especially in our class when we are going through maybe somewhere because uh, maybe we are feeling down. Maybe because somebody disappointed us, we want to put worship song. But I found that one wrong because worship has to be an express. It has to come out from your spirit. It is not something that, okay, today I'm not feeling good. I'm going to put worship. So what about tomorrow when you're feeling good? You know, <laughs> so uh, uh, personally, I ex- um, for me to receive Jesus Christ, it went through worship. Wow. It is a worship song that really pulled me to the pulpit that I, I had to give up my life and say, you know what? I want to have this experience. I want to feel like this forever. And I decided to change my life, and that's how I, I received Jesus Christ. It was through worship. Wow, great testimony there. And, and when, when we talk about, you know, you define worship for us and um, ways that we could incorporate that into our lives. And you mentioned something that's very critical. It's, it's an inward expression, right, that... Um, is is expressed on the outward, and Pastor Joe mentioned about that being, you know, a, a part of a daily life. So in your closet, just like David. So, can can you share with me uh, and and the audience what has been your secret in your ministry, um, you know, of being successful in worship? Uh, thank you very much. Um, actually, it is my relationship with God. Because uh, when you don't have a relationship with God, you cannot really worship Him. 
So the secret in my ministry, because um, God has really, or my assignment in ministry, because we are all pastors, prophets, evangelists, we all have our offices. But um, my, my main assignment is prayer. And I cannot enter into prayer if I don't worship. So uh, there is a way that God has really helped me to connect with him in worship. Um, and um, it has changed my life. And um, uh, I can say that uh, I cannot preach or pray if I don't worship. So to those that are listening to us today, I want to encourage each and everyone to make worship to be our lifestyle. Not something to do it because I'm not feeling good today. Or because I'm going to wait until Sunday, then I'll go and worship. Because uh, nowadays, especially here in America, we have problem in our churches. Our pastors, we don't break through before we preach. Why? Because maybe praise and worship team didn't worship good. But uh, we want to depend too much on praise and worship team. Well, we pastors, we are not working on our own worship lifestyle. So I want to encourage every preacher that is listening to me today that we need to start with our own self. Because if we don't start with ourselves, then we can blame praise and worship team as much as we want. <laughs> but I think worship start with us first. Wow. So, and as we continue on this, on this subject, so, you know, what are ways that, um, let's say, during a, a church service, right, someone wants to worship, um, is there a particular style that um, you would, you know, that should be used? Is there a way to express um, worship? Is there any right or wrong way? Actually, there is no, uh, let me say there is no wrong way, but there is always a right way. And uh, how do we go in a right way? Number one, you cannot just enter the altar, you know, and start worshiping God. You have to really prepare yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. And by doing that, you have to repent first. Because um, if you don't repent, how are you going to worship God? Well, you're dealing with some things that is inside you. Number two, you have to really totally, completely surrender before God. You know, and uh, by saying that, I like what um, Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel chapter 48, uh, the Bible says this, you know, Ezekiel at a hard time. And when, when he surrendered himself, he realized that God was there and he said Jehovah Shammah. So when you surrender yourself and you let go of everything that is going on, because when we go to church, especially on Sundays, we have so many things that is going on. And sometimes we get to church and we want to think about those things. But when we get there and surrender everything and start worshiping God, the move of God is going to be there in a very great, powerful way. Wow. So, Pastor Joe, I want to come back to you here for about a minute. So, you know, over the years in ministry, I know you've been through uh, so many worship leaders, praise and worship leaders have, have been through your, your ministry and, and blessed your ministry. What out of all those um, styles and the different uh, the different options, songs, you know, ways of expression, what would you say has been the most effective in leading people into the presence? Because it's not about a showmanship like you mentioned, but it's about leading people into the presence of the Lord. Yeah, I think I, I look at a song from the aspect of words. You know, everybody has a different um, style, different uh, beat that 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 enthuse them, uh, and and the urban flavor is a lot of bass. You put some bass in something, and 
in an in a urban flavor and everybody nods their head and goes along with it. Whereas in, in some other places, it might not be bass, it may be a guitar, you know. But I don't really look, I, I, I listen to the words, you know, and, and that's what captivates me. Uh, the thing I have the biggest problem with is when we can go through a whole worship service and never mention the name of Jesus. Hmm. You know, and, and, and that, and I realize that we're singing the song and we don't want to butcher the artist's song that, you know, that's a pretty popular song, but you know, you know, he, him, we, they, you know, the personal pronouns, you know, just be like, we're not the school system. We're not the government. We're not the TV. We're not outlawed from saying Jesus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we go through a whole thing and we just never say, Jesus, you know, we'd say, I love you and everything like, but we never, and we know who we're singing to, but I mean, and, but at the same time, there's people in the room who may not even, you who could substitute any other than uh, an assortment of gods in there that, that they can walk out of there singing. And I, and, uh, and so I, you know, when I, when I look at that, the, the, the person that pays emphasis to the words, like I can always change the beat around, you know what I mean? I can add a good time, take it away, whatever, but you know, the words, because people are repeating those words. They're speaking forth those words. The worship team is speaking those words over the congregation. The congregation is speaking those words over themselves. And it sets right. the atmosphere, you know, for a whole different way. So I, I look at words. I, I look at the words and, and the words that they pick. And, and, and some people are more contemporary, you know, KTIS or whatever, you know, Hillsong. And then some people find some other things like that. They may go traditional. But, you know, what I look at the most is is, is what are we saying? And, and most artists today don't sing scripture. Right. They sing yeah. their feelings. Right. You know what I mean? And and they don't sing. Well, like back in the 80s, 70s and 80s, people sang scripture. They actually sang scripture. And then, you know, but now most people just sing how they're feeling. You know what I mean? How they feel about God or whatever. And I think there's just a, a shift that, that we have to always stay cognizant of. I tell people always stay cognizant of it. It's the word. Yeah. And, and so you talk about the shift. And, and I think that, you know, as we reflect on that, we realize that, Worship really hasn't changed over the the over the, the the timeline that God has created. So why would worship leaders tend to you know shift based on where the music industry is going or based on you know what a certain artist yeah, came up with that's a big hit? Any any thoughts on that, um, Pastor Emily? Yes, um, you know I um I like what Pastor Joe just said that um. People worship and they don't mention the name of Jesus. Mm. The definition of uh, our worship is to honor the one who is most high. And um, um, to come back to your question, you said that uh, why um, a lot of um, you know worship leaders and you know church in general that maybe sometimes we don't have flow. It is because we are just singing. It is empty. It's like we are making no noise. We are not honoring the one who is supposed to be honored because if we don't worship God, if we just say, you know, we're lifting our hands and we worship you, we lift our hands, we bow down and we worship you. You know, it, you know, we, we are confusing the atmosphere. We are confusing the, <laughs> the entire church. We are confusing people because maybe somebody sitting down there and like, are you worshiping devil or are you worshiping uh, uh, who? So I think most important thing is we as church and worshipers leaders, we need to go back to the, re to the real thing and worship Jesus and worship the real God, the most high God, Adonai, who is our master. That is where we are supposed to go back. And another thing I think that uh, we preachers, we need to uh, preach more about deliverance. Because when we don't 
preach about deliverance, then there is a problem in the church. Because a lot of praise and worship leaders, uh, actually I was talking this to my uh, praise and worship team the other day, that uh, you're not just doing... You're not just doing a, a, a worship because we need you or because you have to occupy this space. But you're worshiping because it is a calling. Don't do it like it. I have to do it just to entertain people. It is not about entertainment. So we need to take that one from our mind and worship in the spirit. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with you after this short break. And refuse to let Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. How often can you make Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, and Hugh Hewitt part of your day? Pretty easily by listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. How often can you have dinner in the same room? Not as easy. Which is why you don't want to let Monday, March 21st at Minnesota Orchestra Hall pass you by. Join us for the AM 1280 The Patriot 15th Birthday Bash's exclusive VIP dinner. Presented by Blue Ox Heating and Air. Purchase your VIP dinner tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. All right, welcome back to Isaiah 61, um, the Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Um, my name is Pastor Solomon Aquaka. I have with me in the studio Pastor Emily Legat and also our senior pastor, Pastor Joe Sutton. Um, I want to get, come back to you, Pastor Emily. Um, so can you share with us um, your ministry and contact information just in case people out there want to get in touch with you and identify with your ministry? Yes, um, the name of the ministry is Inspired Prayer Ministry International. And um, um, people can uh, get uh, contact to me or they can reach to me at 952-564-1263. Again, the number is uh, 952-564-1263. Or they can go to the website. It's www.emilylagat.org. So www.emilylagat.org. Dot com, dot com, org. Dot org, yes. org. Org. So Emily is M E M I L Y L A G A T. Correct. Dot org. Yes. Org. Yes. All right. Great. So back to our conversation around, um, you know, worship words and an expression. Now I I see a lot of times that in church we we sing songs with lyrics that may say bow down and worship or lift your hands shout for joy but you know it's 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 almost the contrary when you see the expression of people mm-hmm. um, or the congregants and and so what is your advice or best you know approach for ministries or worship leaders to to handle that to get people in the presence of the lord um first of all i want to start by saying this you know, God has created us to worship Him. Mm-hmm. He did not create us to just be, you know, 
uh, just be beautiful and wonderful made outside there walking but he made us to worship him if i can go back to the book of isaiah chapter 6 and verse 4 i like what isaiah experienced the bible says these are the shout of their voices the doorpost and treasure hall shook and the temple was filled with the smoke in another word with the glory of god so we as church today we need to go back and worship god because there is power that is in our worship but how do we worship god we need to mention his name when we are worshiping we need to acknowledge him we need to invite him in our worship because a lot of people just go there and worship him because actually nowadays um uh, i can say that sometimes i'm so disappointed to watch some new artists coming out because some people are just doing it for money and some people are just doing it for formality people just need to be they want to be known but it is really wrong because um we need to go especially we pastors leaders in the ministry in the church we need to go back and tell people you know what your voice is so anointed and it carry power because at the moment you worship god there is power that comes with that worship there is power that comes with your voice to change somebody else's life so you you just don't need to go in the pulpit and stand and say i'm just worshiping god because i'm a praise and worship leader think about each and every person that is sitting down because we have sick people that are coming to church we have people who are so depressed we have, have those who are hopeless but just through the voice that god has anointed if you can lift up your voice and say god today i am calling upon you to come and touch your people because you are jehovah rafa you are jehovah shama i know that god you are here you are elohim god almighty you know if we can go back as a church and worship god through his names through his his his, his word in the bible church is going to be different and we will experience the power of god like never before wow so pastor joe i know you already going to church right now you already going to church all right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we are having church right <laughs> <laughs> so so i know i know that bothers you when um you know people's words don't you know are not reflected in their actions you know and worship time of worship in the church you know we can we see that a lot you know people don't want to bow down people don't want don't want to kneel um and people just want to look cute and and be out there and um just sing when singing is just um not necessarily worship so can you expand on that how do we you know dedicate our all how do we give our all during worship with without holding anything yeah is is because of the way we're raised in the west and our mindset everything is all about me so it's about me and and uh, as i said earlier it's like we come into church and we come into worship expecting to receive but never thinking about giving mm-hmm. paul said forsake not the assembling of yourselves we know that but he also said and when you come together edify one another meaning bring yeah. something to the table just don't come in limping mm-hmm. and and expecting someone to give to you but you bringing something to the table to 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 uh to bless someone and i think that that makes us i remember I was in mexico one time and and it was raining and uh, we prayed and the rain stopped over the church rain mm-hmm. everywhere else right we're outside but when it came time for the altar call those people kneeled down and were doing worship in the mud in the mud 
wasn't thinking about the cleaning bill, wasn't thinking about wasn't thinking about messing up my stockings or whatever. And I sat there like it it just I was a young guy, it blew me away that that they were they were giving God glory and weren't thinking about themselves. Whereas me, first thing I thought about was like, I'm standing in this mud. I got to clean my shoes when I get back to the room, you know, and, and uh, so, 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 so we, we have to come out of it from, from a time of not thinking about just what we are. I, I like how uh, Pastor Emily started off with her testimony, how she was at this thing and she heard this worship and it made her want to give her life to the Lord. You know, that someone used the anointed in their voice that struck a chord within her. They created the atmosphere for her to say, I'm going to give God something. I'm going to give him myself. And, and that's how I think we have to come in there as worship leaders, as pastors, and as congregants to come in there that I'm going to give today. Somebody's going to be set free. Somebody's going to be healed because I'm I'm going to change the atmosphere around me and not come in the door with that woe is me, somebody bless me attitude. Uh, awesome. And and we'll, we'll like to further explore the mindset, you know, of a believer during worship and 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 see how we can overcome some of those obstacles and challenges to uh, to effectively worship in the Lord, and you know, starting from there and continuing bleeding out um, during the week and during our everyday lives to to really give our all to the Lord, regardless of what's going on, and not to only seek to get, but also to give. So until the next time we come to you, um, this is Isaiah sixty one. Pastor Solomon Aquaka, Pastor Emily Legat, and Pastor Joe saying God bless you. God bless you. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.